and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of TV My Husband Hates. I am your host Kat Sims and I am obviously joined by my amazing other host which is Reagan Kempton. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, hope everyone's doing well in this frozen tundra of a world seemingly. I feel like everybody I know is freezing wherever they are. It's freezing here in Colorado. It's freezing there in London. It's apparently freezing in Texas. Is it freezing in Texas too? Yeah. Oh my god. Like it's literally cold all over the planet this weekend. The wor- there's something weird going on with the world. There's something weird yeah. going on with the world. Um, Could just be like those Arctic blasts from Canada. We get them quite often, but I don't know how often you guys get them, but We we call it I don't know whether this is the case, but every time we get really really cold weather, it's always the beast from the east. <laughs> That's apparently what the problem what is. I'm like from like Russia. From Russia, um, got it. Bit round there, I think. Yeah, that sounds like a wrestling like intro. The beast from the I east know. is. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're all in the middle of the beast from the east, and um, yes, how's your week been? You know, it's been okay. I feel like the cold weather in February in general and the pandemic, like everything has fucking come to a head for me like this month. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because just like adrenaline I've been running on, like the past fucking few months but i think it's just like i'm overseeing like electoral partisan bullshit i'm over it being cold as fuck outside and not like and having to be inside i'm tired of it being gray february is not a good month for me winter's not a good time for me either and i think as well you're not the only one like i think i'm seeing a lot of people struggle like hit a wall right now and i think we've just we're just all done. We're over it. We just For sure. want life to go back to... Well, and I think normal. normally the way I get out of it is that we start planning trips or like planning things to do when it's warm. So that pulls me out of it. But like, we can't even really do that right now because no. we have no idea what's going on. It doesn't stop me sending you links to really fabulous no. villas though that we can never rent because of COVID. <laughs> but other than that, we're great. Like the house is starting to move along. So that's nice we supposedly are moving back up at the end of march but we'll see so well that's exciting that's soon that's that is quite soon quite soon not, it'll be not after soon my enough, birthday i imagine but not soon enough no so i think like i'm just over everything this month um that's an upbeat start isn't it just <laughs> that's the spirit uh why don't we i know what we could do to make it better is we could talk about um the review that we got this week we always like to talk about <laughs> oh, the reviews yeah. that we get this week yeah, we got our first, um, our first like written one star review. Like, I, I think know. we've gotten Listen. some other one stars, but nobody's written anything. Let me pull it up. But this one, she really, Social Sally really went to town. That's not just me coming up with a generic name. That's actually her name, by the way. Yeah, she that's really the name on the town. review. She obviously uh, yeah, really, she really felt passionate town. about it. I'm fine with that. All right, so her review is, cancel this, one star. The English one is annoying AF. Your country still has a monarchy. You have bigger issues than a housewife from the OC. From Social Sally, February 1st. I mean, maybe she's just over February as well. Thank you so much for your feedback. (laughs) I always love 
to take on <laughs> constructive criticism. Um, I, on behalf of my country and my monarchy, apologise deeply for the offence that we are causing you. Um, <laughs> and uh, go fuck yourself. Joking. Um, <laughs> listen, it's it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, not I've been on social media long enough to know that not everybody likes you. Um, I just still no, but I feel like come out with me with something more creative. Like, tell me, I don't know. Tell us our chat is shit and we don't know anything about Bravo. Like, fucking yeah. really get in there and attack us. Like, yeah, we'd be more really offended do anything by that. Anyways? I'd be way more offended by that. This is just For like sure. this is baby trolling. <laughs> this is like yeah. this is amateur shit. Up the like, troll game. Up your troll. You're gonna game. troll us. You gotta it, up it. It's not my fucking first rodeo, babe. So do you know what I mean? Like, bring it on. Anyway. And I, yeah, and I just generally don't give a fuck about other people. So. I know. I know. Almost. <laughs> you got to up it to like really annoy us. Yeah. Get in there. This really is your go, challenge. <laughs> really go for it. Because if you're hoping that I'm going to stop, uh, then I'm not. not also, where's your podcast, Social Sally? Just saying. Anyway. For sure. Uh Moving on, we have got a quiet, quiet week this week. Uh, for some yeah. reason, I don't know if we know why, but there is no Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm, they just need to take a break. Their job is hard. They work so hard. They really do. I don't know how they cope. No, it's a rough life. It is. It's a rough uh, life. Well, let's hope they come back fully rested uh, and ready to bring something a bit more exciting than they have. I do before. have a feeling that the next episode is very spicy because it involves strippers and some closed door sounds oh all the things that we're fans of so hopefully we'll have a lot to chat about next week yeah i'm excited about that but we were discussing it earlier i i said i wasn't gutted that i didn't have to watch real housewives of atlanta and it's always been since last season a little bit on the we've always been a bit on the fence as to whether include to include it or not um and i think we've agreed that we're just going to see how it goes. But if we feel like we're loaded with shows, it'll be the first Better one shows. we drop. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, and if you feel if you feel we should think otherwise, convince us. Send us an email at hey at tvmyhusbandhates.com. Send us a DM on Instagram. Message us. Bring us over to the Real Housewives of Atlanta side or just agree with us because the last two seasons have been not good. A hundred percent. And also, um, if you, like Social Sally, would like to take time out of your day to write us a review, good or bad, frankly, because it all helps, if I'm honest. A review is a review. And the more engagement our podcast gets, the more exposure we get. So thank you, Social Sally. Um, But if you'd like to write a review, please go and do it because obviously, and subscribe, uh, yeah. because that really is how we grow as a podcast and we are growing and we're excited about it so keep it coming absolutely shall we so shall um, we yeah should we move on to our two shows let's move on to the two shows uh, let's start with Below Deck because that came first and actually yeah. I'm starting to enjoy Below Deck again <laughs> like I felt it just got a little bit boring but now yeah. I feel like they're picking it up a bit. I mean, they're picking it up right in time for the finale next week because we'll be done with it next week. Um, oh, it's yeah. the last show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, but let's talk first about the kid, the guest that Ash Ashling cuts oh. off because he's drunk half a bottle of Hennessy. 
I mean, I think he's white privilege, just like as a person, if you looked up white privilege, you'd see this kid. Like he was such a dick. And I, I'm a hundred percent team Ashling about lying to him about the hot tub because you know, that little fucker would have drowned himself. Totally. And I think his parents are totally on, are on board as well. But this is the nature of this kind of setup that they're yeah. so, they live for their tips. Otherwise it's not worth it. And they have to make that decision between doing what the guests want, regardless of whether it's a good idea to ensure the tips or making the smart decision and risk upsetting the guest and reducing the tips. But I think yeah. Ash, I'm with you. Ashling makes absolutely the right choice when he's jumping in and out of the tender. That's dangerous. Well, and and he's fucking 18. Like, he's not yeah. a fully formed man yet. I mean, he won't be for many years, but um, <laughs> for he probably has no idea. 34 years or something. At least. Um, but yeah, like, she made the right decision. I mean, I think we see the parents later on where they actually, you know, they're cool with her cutting him off. I mean, speaking of their tip, though, their tip was fucking abysmal. I didn't think it was great considering, I mean, how rich I think they are. Well, I don't know if they're as rich as they would like everybody to think they are. They were, they were the subject of a documentary called The Queen of Versailles, oh, yes, which you pulls that. the curtain back on their millions or what have you. I still think they're doing better than to leave the tip that they did. But I just thought like they were having a lot better of a time. Like they were really bonding with Captain Lee over like their children service was pretty spot on for them like other than the mahi mahi debacle everything was fine for them i just thought they were a bit cheap no i agree and also i felt like you know i thought that it was i mean i liked that they were there for captain lee i loved that their presence gave him a chance to work through some stuff and i really think that that helped them but I found these guests quite uncomfortable in terms of the way that, you know, they spoke. Like, you know, when the dad's like, I wonder what the poor people are doing today. And, you yeah. know, and all of that stuff. I just thought, oh, you know. And then the talk about the Democrats are overblowing COVID just to yeah. mess up Trump's election. Obviously, we're like so far past that now. But it's just difficult to hear Yeah, I'm that so stuff. deadened to that speak. I mean, that's, I mean, when, so I don't know if we've ever talked about like what I actually do, but so being a social media manager, I literally have to spend pretty much my full day looking at that. And when you're on that, you just see all the other bullshit that you don't really want to see, but you have to let it in. And so I feel like I'm just deadened to that. Like I would expect nothing less from Florida Republicans than to right. say all the shit that they said. Like, it's very on brand for them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is. And it's still interesting that it kind of blows my mind to hear it. And yet, yeah, for you, you're like, this is just what yeah. the last four years has been like. Yeah, that's just what they sound like. That Those are the words that they speak. Well, thank goodness he's gone now. That's um, right. So the other, listen, the other big storyline this week was James and Liz. <sighs> I James. have to say, he... You let us down. He's let me down as a as a really annoying as fuck British one, English one, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm going to let it go eventually, but it's not going to be now. Um, because I, I got him at first. Like, I got that this was cheeky banter, that he was charming and kind, and the way he was treating Liz was cute. 
And now I'm annoyed that he is proving Rachel wrong by just not being brave enough and having the respect enough to sit Liz down and go, look, it's not going to happen. Nope, nobody can hold that against you. Like, try it out with right. somebody. It doesn't work. You can leave a relationship. It doesn't make you a dick. What makes you a dick is leading somebody on and not being straight with them. Absolutely. Like, he's 100% pl- proving Rachel correct in, like, her initial assessment of who he is. But I still don't think that's really who he is. Like, I think I think he got scared. Yeah. And now he's being a dick. Like, I feel like had, you know, had Rachel stood up for him, he wouldn't have been a dick. However, him being a dick is not Rachel's fault. Like, you still need to be a big boy and just be like, look, this is just for fun. Like, we're not going to have our children crystal good vibes or any of that (laughs) shit. Oh, my God. I mean, I live in Colorado, and even that is a stretch for a name. But, um... (laughs) I love that. James, let us down, dude. No, I agree. A hundred percent. And this is when he gets a bad name. Like, you can sleep with somebody and then choose not to be with somebody and be honest about it. That's fine. It's when you lead them on, that's that's when you become the player. Um, And I think you're right. He's making this decision or he's making these bad decisions out of a place of fear. And I get that because Liz... Is full on. She's pretty terrifying. She has named their children. I mean, it's... Like, dear Lord, woman. It's ridiculous. It's been a so couple So I weeks. understand. <laughs> but also, I didn't like this kind of age shaming that he did, where he's like, she's 30, you know, I'm 26. I, I was like, it's basically the same, dude. Like, come on, you're 26. You're not 19. Well, and obviously you're at the same point in your life. You're both still working on yachts in the middle of the ocean. It's not like she's a fucking financial whiz on fucking yeah. Bond Street and you're working on a yacht, so she should be well above you. Like, you guys are in the same place in life. doesn't matter how old you are. No, I agree. But we'll think this is going to... Well, lucky James is all I can say because it looks like the conversation's been taken off the table anyway with the ending of this episode. Looks like he might get out scot-free, which he doesn't deserve by the way. He 100% doesn't deserve it. Like any dudes who listen to this, if you are over sleeping with a girl, just tell her you're over it. It's going to save you a lot of fucking hassle and a lot of bullshit at the end of the day. Because then they do this thing where the girl doesn't get told, but because we're not idiots, we can sense that something's not right. So then we quite rightly will ask the question like, is everything okay? And then, you know, we might, some of us might, Liz probably would get a little bit crazy about it and be like hang on a minute nobody's telling me anything and then they make you look like as the woman this crazy bunny boiler and all that's happened is that you haven't been straight with her and you're leading her on which I think is the point of the entire cycle yes of course it is make women look crazy and you look normal and it's really just because you've not been fucking honest yeah 100% um damn I'm glad I'm not dating God, me too. Can you imagine? (laughs) No. Oh my God. I was so bad at dating. I was so bad. I remember one... Oh no, I don't think I should put that on the podcast. (laughs) I had fun with it, but I'm glad I'm not doing it now. Yeah. Because I I think social media clouds a lot of it. Because like I dated pre all this. Stop. Yeah, I did some online dating, but it was MySpace and yeah. I think Match was out, but it wasn't like we didn't have apps on off. There was no swiping left no. or right or anything like that. It was just emails. Fucking and you- Facebook wasn't even around when I was dating. Guardian Soulmates. Do you know what I mean? That was where I was. Right. 
For sure. Uh, the Onion website had like a dating thing that people did. I mean, that's like oh, how yeah. early the online dating stuff was when we were dating. I know. I remember going out with this guy and having dinner and about 45 minutes into it, I went, it was lunch actually. I went to the loo, came back and he was on the phone and he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, no worries. All right. Well, yeah, I'll see you soon. And you know, when you know, they're talking to a girl and I was like, oh, you know, who's that? And he went, oh, it's just this girl that I've been seeing. And I was like, you know what? We're like, that's okay. We're not, it's not like date one. We're not exclusive. And I said, oh, how long have you been seeing her for? And he's like, about seven years. (laughs) And I went, what the fuck <laughs> I was like so is it your girlfriend then and he went well yeah. she's more of a roommate I went are you telling me that you live with your girlfriend <laughs> oh no and you're on a date with me he's like yeah what a dick I was like I think we should probably leave this here so he drove me home and he had a VW Bug <laughs> and I remember thinking because it's like always been my favourite car I was like yeah it's a shame this guy's a wanker because I love this car right took me to my house and still went in for a kiss at the end oh he didn't get the memo he didn't (laughs) didn't get the memo and i literally was like what what (laughs) (laughs) was this this south or north this was in the north this was when i was yeah i was gonna say like the driving you home bit tipped me off because i don't you don't have to do that in london no Um, oh man but no in the north apparently we just get into cars with strange men that's what we do. No, that's what, that's you know what the whole '90s and early 2000s were all about. Strange, I mean, now almost we do too. married men, just in like Ubers. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. <laughs> it was only out of like fashion that. for a little bit. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Yes. Uh, let's move on to chat about Rachel, Francesca, and include Elizabeth in this because I think that this is like this three-way dynamic, and for some reason, I have gone right off Rachel. Dude, because she's complaining to like an underling about their boss's performance when she and the boss are supposedly on like the same level. A peasant, (laughs) a pleb. (laughs) No, she is. And she's calling Francesca out on not being professional. And yet is that bitching with Elizabeth about all of this stuff? And, And I think I'm right. And you can probably tell me if I'm wrong. But in the hierarchy on a boat, a chef is slightly higher than the chief stew. So for her to be bitching with a third stew is just awful. It's it's not on. It's not good form. It's all a bit icky. And I have to say, Rachel sure complains a lot about managing people when she literally manages nobody. Right. All she's not great at managing herself when she's not working. Like she's. No. Keep your side of the street clean, babe, before you start worrying about everybody else's. And I think the the two sure. instances we've seen, the mahi-mahi and the condiments, both of those were bad communication on both people's parts. Absolutely. They both have to own their part in both of those mishaps. This isn't like, and this is a problem that I have with Rachel because Rachel is so addicted to the drama and she's so addicted to the shouting and screaming and throwing herself around that when there is a mistake, her first instinct isn't, okay, what's the solution? We can deal with this later. There's no solution for Rachel apart from to get really angry and ragey. And it's Izzy that comes in. It's like, well, I'll just go and ask if we can borrow some sauce from Right. (laughs) I loved how Izzy played that. Like, well, there's like a restaurant right there. Can't we just ask them to borrow some ketchup? Right. And this is my problem with Rachel. It's like, you are supposed to be leading a department. Okay, it's your department, but it's kind of pretty central. 
Yeah. You And yet you're throwing these tantrums and bitching with staff in a really unprofessional way. Yeah. And as much as Chess might have made a mistake or not communicated as clearly, at least Ch- she stays professional. I believe that she stays calm. She'd never in front of guests or while they're on location turn no. around and go you fucking shit at your job no you know it's uncalled for and it's just it's it's gross icky behavior it really i don't is. think i think if you don't manage anybody else you really have no place in commenting on anybody else's management style because i mean i think you're right like as a chef your job is very fucking important on this boat but ultimately you manage no one and have everybody's help you know what I'm saying? Like, cause the, the people on deck come and do the dishes for her. Like the interior are serving the food. Like, I don't know. She actually doesn't have to manage anybody, but she gets everybody's help in doing her job. And you see everybody else muck in to help her, but when yeah. they're busy running around doing something else and they can't immediately come and help pack bags, she bitches. she's bitching and moaning about it. And yeah. that annoys me. And I'm really... I find it so fascinating that she gets these fixations on people. Like she's fixated on James. That's it. It doesn't matter what James does now. No. He's a cunt as far as he could marry Elizabeth and she would still say, nope. Right. And then the same with Francesca. It doesn't matter what. And I think Francesca's pretty actually good at her job. Like I think she has a personality clash with Liz, but I do think Liz is just too airy fairy to get anything done she just doesn't also liz does not own her fucking side of the street for that debacle either like you don't do your job like you don't show up and try every day shut the fuck up if you tell me you do because you don't we've all seen it and you can't go through life just wallowing in the rage if there's a problem or if somebody makes a mistake it's just not helpful but no she is i think she suffers from knowing a how fucking brilliant she is as a chef and there's no question about that and i think that gives her a sense of entitlement that comes out in a way that just can often be bitchy and bullying i mean it's gordon ramsay syndrome isn't it like you know you're fucking you know you're fantastic it just makes you act like a gigantic dickhead exactly yeah exactly because you know that you nobody you know you're safe that you can act out yeah like it's like when you're off your your most awful self to your husband because yeah. you know that you're kind of fucking locked they're sticking that around contract. right right <laughs> exactly. or your best friend or whoever yeah. like the people who are close to you you can be the biggest asshole to because they're going to be there regardless like you wouldn't be that most of us wouldn't be that big of an asshole to like randos on the street no. now maybe randos on the internet yeah or work colleagues or whatever but yeah i don't know she's got some issues i think i'm interested to see she's the one i'm most interested to see in the reunion yeah she was doing some sort of like adverts now as well like i think she's been picked up on for some ad campaign in the u.s it was very fucking unsettling to like see her in a different situation i was like whoa get out of my face weird yeah i didn't invite you on my tv you you only come when i tell you you can come <laughs> yeah exactly um but anyway speaking of people with attitudes <sighs> rob still got his dickhead pants on jesus christ what is his problem i don't know whether they're editing this so that the only thing we ever hear him say is just really outrageously <laughs> awful or whether he is 
just has nothing nice to say. But I think he just has nothing else going on. You you know what I'm saying? Like blown away by this guy. He's being so passive aggressive and such a dickhead. I love the way Izzy handles it. I love that she goes to Eddie for advice, not can you take care of this for me? Like we've seen so many other people do. Um, And I love that Eddie's like, look, you need to call him out. If that still doesn't happen, then you need to let me know. Yeah, because as Eddie says, she's an extension of him. So if he's disrespecting her, he's disrespecting him. And I honestly, I mean, maybe I just have unrealistic expectations of people, but I'm genuinely shocked that somebody can maintain so consistently this (laughs) ignorant misogynistic behavior without while you're being filmed well without thinking yeah i mean the dudes from the last crew maintained it an entire season (laughs) so i mean they've set the bar quite high but uh for misogyny but i think what's crazy about is like rob pre all of this i never ever got the sense he was like a massive dickhead He was fine. He was like a little weird nerd dude talking about Dungeons and Dragons. He just seemed very chill, very just like right in, like not, no big problems. No. And then this happened. His ego is so fragile. It's embarrassing. It's too Uh, much, man. It's going to be a good reunion. That's for sure. For sure. It Um, absolutely will. But before we go, let's talk about the finale of this show uh, with the news being delivered to Elizabeth that her services are no longer required. And she's shocked. I know. She's genuinely shocked. <laughs> that it's this like is she's been punched in the gut. Like it's a physical what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, babe, did you Sweetheart. not see this? Did you was there not even a little bit of you that saw this coming? I mean, we've all literally seen it coming since like episode one. Yeah. And the, the 75,000... You've been on tender hooks about your job and you haven't even known? And the 75,000 times Chester's had to sit you down to have a word about stuff like that's doesn't not normal. give you an inkling? Oh, she's it, so clueless. She's so clueless. It's, anyway, just, it's just painful. Just watching just her painful. cry and pack and sob and whinge and beg for her job back is going to be nothing short of sphincter clenching next week. No, and it's the finale next week. And I think it's because coronavirus numbers are growing. So obviously I think some charters have had to be canceled, like post this one, so. Well, I think that they, excuse the pun, literally abandon ship. Like I think that the whole season gets shut down. Yeah, so the finale is next week and then hopefully we'll have a, a good reunion because there is shit I want to know about. and Me too. So much. Crazy. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's move on. But before we do... While we've got you here, we'd love to talk to you about our brand new Patreon account. Woohoo! It's all the extra content that is not only about reality TV, but all the other TV that we happen to be watching. And if that wasn't cool enough, we also give away a little bit more about ourselves. So there's lots of personal stuff on there too, if you want to get to know us better. So head on over to patreon.com, search for TV My Husband Hates, and all this extra content can be yours for less than a cup of coffee. Or a glass of wine. Whatever you choose. 
Okay, let's move on to our second and final show of the week, which is, of course, Real Housewives of Dallas. And I'm still loving this show. Uh, I'm massively in love with Tiffany being on this show. Me too. I think she has is pushing them and elevating everything about this show and making, I think, us as the watchers really look at the other housewives and think about kind of their lives. I hope I'm making sense, but I really enjoy seeing an actual working mother on the shows. Like I know being a mom is a job, like I'm not dissing that at all, but there are definitely different time constraints on parents who work the normal kind of nine to five or whatever, then have to mom and maintain a social life on top of that. And I feel like that's where we're seeing the clashes with some of the other women in her. Well, it just adds another level, right? Because there's only so much you can get out of watching really rich, white, privileged people who don't really have anything to do with their day other than perform for cameras. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. There is something a lot more authentic about having somebody who's got other commitments and other priorities beyond the TV show. And I love right. Tiffany for that reason. But I think you're right. She elevates the whole cast. And I think there's a few that are coming up looking a little bit um what's the word lacking yes let's go with that (laughs) maybe that's the nice way to put it that's the nice way to put it and i really appreciate that tiffany wants to do something to get to know these women better and it's something that's fairly normal like it's not this like over the top kind of crazy thing like it's i mean she has an over the top crazy house but they make Tons of money, so they can do that. And the pizza oven looked amazing. But you know what? I have friends with pizza ovens in their backyard, and that's a total normal, like, night thing to do. Like, come over, make pizza, we'll hang out, drink wine, and just be normal. Yeah, and I really appreciate her lack of insecurity and that she doesn't feel she needs to perform or show off or, you know, show how much or spend tons of money. She does nice yeah. little touches like the aprons with the names on and cute right. stuff like that, but there's nothing ostentatious about her. And there could very well be, but I don't know whether maybe she just doesn't have the fucking time, but right. I like the way that she's keeping it a little bit more real. Well, 100% her husband's answering the door and like he helped her set up and the kids helped do the table and I think it's just a much more normal snapshot of what life actually is like for people i mean some i mean again they do still have crazy amounts of money and they do have help but i feel like it's a more normal level of money and help if that makes any sense whatsoever yeah and i mean i think i don't know whether this is just my own bias playing in but there's always something i don't know whether this is going to go down very well or whether i'm going to get shit for it but it's nice to see a couple who kind of have an equality who we can see why they're really really wealthy like they've not come from loads of money one of them didn't marry a really rich family yeah um they've both worked their asses off and earn a ton of money and i really value that image because too often we see that not happening we see men being super successful and women not and i'm not saying that's anything wrong but i think there needs to be a balance and we haven't had that balance before so it's nice to start to see that a little bit more i agree i mean i definitely think you can see both tiffany and her husband have crazy amounts of ambition and drive 
and are super supportive of each other, whatever they want to do with that. And I think that's, you're right. That's a really nice dynamic to see that is lacking from literally every housewife show. Yeah. Um, Cause it's either so- they have mailbox money. So they you know, they just get like checks from a trust or whatever, or the husband is very successful and the wife isn't, or the wife is very successful and the husband is kind of doing things. We don't really see a proper power balance, which yeah. I actually think is, more what people need well i also think that's more representative in this day and age as well like i think of course there are people but i think the majority of couples both of them are probably working both of them are probably bringing in an income and managing that time and so i think there's a certain amount of relatability to tiffany that extends far beyond how much they have in their bank account and that is lovely to see and it's interesting to see how it's ruffling the feathers of the other housewives it's really making them upset. It's, uh, I, <laughs> I mean, listen, I have to say, I do think there are a lot of rules at Tiffany's party. It wasn't, Fair. it didn't feel like she was setting up a really fun night. Like, and I can I understand mean, how that would perhaps affect the vibe, but also it's not the end of the world. I mean, really like, the only rule is putting the booties on in the house, right? Yes, absolutely. But you know what the girls are like. But then they've also applied this to this 10.30 curfew text. And we talked about this. I think she is so justified in sending that text. A hundred percent. I mean, you guys who have listened to us long enough know that Kat and I both are a bit of buzz chasers. So like if we were to get together (laughs) for a pizza night... And we had like meetings the next morning, that text would go between the two of us. Like we have to have a hard stop because if we don't, if you don't keep me accountable and I don't keep you accountable, (laughs) we're going to be fucked for our meetings tomorrow (laughs) because we will just keep drinking. Um, But the problem is we get to 1030 and we're already fucked and then we go, it'll be fine. (laughs) I'll just be hung over on the plane. No big deal. (laughs) Oh God. I remember driving you to the airport in I was in so much pain. It wasn't good. So much pain. No. (sighs) No, but I got a whole row to myself, so I just slept the whole plane. So, you know, I was so worried about you. Oh, no. I was like, she's going to be chundering at 30,000 feet (laughs) the whole way to Denver. You know, surprisingly enough, that has not happened since I was 16. Like, I have puked many, many places on this planet, Um, (laughs) but not a plane since I was 16. And I drank too much limoncello in London on my art history trip. And I had to fly home. I know we flew from like Italy to Switzerland and then Switzerland home. And the flight between Italy and Switzerland was like this tiny plane that just like went like this the whole time. Mm. And I drank like a bottle of limoncello the night before. It was not good. My art history teacher almost, I almost could not get on the plane. (gasps) Imagine if you'd been that kid. I know. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> Anyways, sorry for the digression, but no, that's fine. I understand um, sending a text just saying, hey guys, just a heads up, I've got something going in the morning, so we'll probably wrap it up around this time. Like, I think that's a fine text to send. And also not just something going, like I'm going to go to hospital and save lives in the morning in the middle of a pandemic. So do you mind yeah. if you don't get absolutely shit-faced? And I've got two Or you kids, can get so. shit-faced. We just have to be done by 1030. Yeah just fill your boots but what they don't do but because they're annoyed that she's put some boundaries in especially Carrie because like that's a red flag to a bull as far as she's concerned come 10.30 they've set an alarm and come 10.30 they just up and leave 
It's so fucking rude. I was appalled. So I was appalled. That's as a Texan. I was appalled. As a Texan, that's very fucking poor form. That doesn't seem to fit into the southern etiquette. My mom would have been mortified. No, no, you don't do that. No, you don't. You at least you wind it down. She was like, "Finish your glass of wine." Like they were in the middle of a conversation. Gotta go. God, that cat. I can't with Cam. She drives me insane. I can't with Cam or Carrie this season. Like Carrie has really just like even her being a good mom can't really redeem this shit with me right now. Like, no, I hear you. I don't know what the fuck her problem is. I don't know if she's trying to fill the power vacuum that's been left after Leanne of like inappropriate behavior, but she's just being an asshole. She is. Yeah. She's just. She's just mean and unhappy and vicious and full of vitriol, and it's it's uncomfortable to watch. Um, what did you think about the whole Tiffany spiking the pizza with crickets situation? I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I. I, I mean, either. I also think nobody could actually have tasted it because everybody was fine until she said that there were crickets, and then I felt Brandy's reaction was way over the top when I was watching it the first go round. I have then since learned she was actually pregnant filming at this time. So part of me was like, I think she is a bit sensitive anyways, but maybe she's extra sensitive because she's pregnant and that's what and made she her didn't puke. know she was pregnant. At she the had no idea she was pregnant because she was told she could never get pregnant again. But um, anyways, I, I think they all made like a big to do over nothing. I mean, I agree. I think it was a huge, it was a huge reaction from Brandy, but you know, fine. That's her reaction. Yeah. But the only person that really has, is in this fight is Brandy. I'm just sick of Carrie searching out any kind of conflict just so she can get her rocks off on it. Like she's enjoying it. She loves that feeling of being able to get salty and being able to call somebody out. And we know all it's projection, projection, projection. For sure. It's so obvious. there's no self-awareness. No. And it's like, I don't know if just be like below her surface, there's just this fucking rage boiling about her situation in life because that's how I feel. I feel like you say one thing, she has to jump in because she has to have these like little releases of all this rage because she's so fucking unhappy with her life. That's how... And interestingly, I agree because when when Deandra was with the dirty shaman, she um, (laughs) I know it's awful. We'll come back to him, but go ahead. He um, she talks about being jealous and like it's always a hard thing. But actually, I think it's interesting in this case because the things that Carrie craves the most are a good relationship with Eduardo and financial independence. And those two things Deandra has in spades. Like right. she's financially independent and her and what's his name? Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy have from everything that I've seen a really amazing relationship. Oh, he's he's like one of the most lovely people, I think. He is. And planet. so I can fully appreciate that there is room to say that Carrie resents that for Rian- for Deandra. I think you're 100% correct. I think if you look at all of the interviews Carrie has done, even like last season all she has wanted to do is be kind of financially independent and i don't know if it's because she's not happy with eduardo or she just doesn't feel like she has anything or she's deathly afraid of him leaving her like i don't know 
the reasons behind it. I feel it. like she's going through some sort of midlife crisis and would like yeah. to leave Eduardo, but can't because she doesn't want to give up her life. Her like right, lifestyle. and I mean, this is the thing that makes me not that sorry for her. Like, yeah. well, you could go fucking get a job tomorrow. But what do you want to do? Like, no, I want to create this jewelry empire and probably use Eduardo's money to get that going. Like, let's be fucking brutally honest here. Like, you're not financially independent. Your husband bankrolled you a fucking hobby job. Yep. And now it's not working out and you're really sad, but not sad enough to go out and get a job. No. And, uh, you know. Or stop drinking at 10 p.m. so you could actually work the next day. Sorry, this judgy <laughs> pants just came out. <laughs> there she is. Um, no, but I, I agree. It's like, don't sit here and sing your sob story and say that you are trapped. To, it, like, put across this idea that you're a victim trapped in this awful marriage. Yeah. You always have a choice. And, like, you have more choices than most. So Fuck yeah. Let's be clear. Let's check your privilege, my friend. Like, let's let's not be an asshole about, you know, other people who definitely have it a million times worse than you do during the pandemic. 100%. Um, is there anything else that we want to touch on in Dallas before we wrap it up? No, I mean, I think, I think we're just going to see more of kind of the same stuff. They've got a girl's trip to Austin coming up, which could be interesting. So uh, we'll see. We will. We're now off to go and record the uh, podcast for the Ooh. Southern Charm reunion. So That's that right. will be dropping as well. And that is fire. So make sure that you catch that one because we have got a lot to say. There's misogyny, there's racism, there's cheating, there's double standards. There's all sorts of things to talk about there. And hot John Pringle. And hot John Pringle. <laughs> I'm going to miss him every week. Me too. Um, but for now, that's it. Uh, have you enjoyed? How was it for you, Reagan? It was good for me. Really quickly, just a couple of announcements. Um, Below Deck Sailing Yacht starts March 1st, which we'll be adding into the lineup. And one of our all-time favorites, The Real Housewives of New Jersey, is back next week. So they will be added to our lineup for shiz on the 17th. Atlanta better deliver, otherwise they're going to find themselves kicked to the curb. That's right. Um, thanks so much for your time we never take it for granted uh, we hope to see you next week and uh, in the meantime remember smart people watch reality TV too bye 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 please subscribe rate and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends if Twitter's your thing you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate the music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.